Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense for knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. And I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. My guest today is a family person. She is an animal lover. She loves nature. She's a small town girl with a big heart. She is a person who is always up for adventure and she loves to laugh. My guest today is Kathy Conway. I'm very excited today because I have Kathy Conway joining me since she graciously said yes. She's like, I'm intuitive, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm excited to have you share a little bit about your journey. Certainly. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Kathy. Well, that's the hardest question that anybody can ever ask someone, isn't it? So uh, I'll start and you can kind of pull things out of me as you need it. (laughs) All good. So I am not an original Montonian, but I've actually been here for almost 22 years, which actually blows me away. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. I was actually born in Nova Scotia in probably the smallest town at the end of the world, but a beautiful little seaside community. My dad was actually a lighthouse keeper. Mm -hmm. I'm the youngest of seven kids, grew up in a really close-knit family, but I'm actually the only one who moved away, which is kind of weird so definitely uh, a transplant blue noser in the city of Moncton but have really loved it here actually have you know made it my home I actually at one point thought it might be time for me to go back to Nova Scotia and did it and I don't know if you'd call it an epic failure or a beautiful learning experience that this is where I'm meant to be but I believe that's exactly what we're here to talk about today oh, is it cool. not? It seems like the most learning comes when we don't listen so oh for sure or when we listen to other people or when we listen to what we think we should do or yeah yeah how the math on the wall looks better yeah or Or things just seem to move so quickly that maybe you don't stop to listen or you Mm -hmm. don't want to hear what it has to say or Mm -hmm. all of those wonderful things about life. That pausing thing before you actually say yes. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, I, I think when you stop and you look back at what constitutes family, I mean, family for me is everything and it always has been. And I think that comes from growing up in a big family, in a small town, mm-hmm. in a place where, well, on an island, technically, mm-hmm. um, where your family has to become your everything. Mm-hmm. So I think when you make the decision to move away from your family, you find other family where that is. It's very true. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
you've been a member of that family and, you know, just some very amazing people that I've met here along the way. And yeah, many, many different phases of my life, I feel, in those 22 years. I just feel like there's been... Different versions of Kathy. Different versions of Kathy, different versions of that family, which have always, I don't know, yeah, I'm going to say have maybe always brought out the best Mm -hmm. in some way or another. It's true. And sometimes the best is about others believing in you more than you believe in yourself. Or sometimes the best is them putting you into circumstances that makes you stand on your own two feet. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many different ways to be baked. (laughs) Baked in a very different term that I think people are used to. (laughs) You know, it's like that cake that's half baked or not baked or fully baked. It's like... Exactly. They they help shape you, right? Totally. Mm. But I still, at the core of everything, I think, feel like if you were to ask who I am, I'm a a very simple person who likes for life to be a series of simple adventures Mm -hmm. (laughs) centered around family. (laughs) Well, and travel, too. And travel, yes. You have a travel bug. Oh, definitely. That is fun. I don't have a bucket list. I just have a list of places in the world that I want to see. Mm-hmm. And I will definitely at some point do it over my life. Yeah. Well, you've seen a lot of neat places just from what I know where you've traveled. Definitely. And gone on adventures with very interesting people, too. Have uh, always made for interesting stories when you return. Well, that's cool. It is. Yeah. So... You've transitioned work recently. You've gone from working in the pharmaceuticals. Yes. And you did that for... 15, 15 years in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And it's actually, it's it's really crazy. Like when you look back at my university days, of course, growing up rural eastern Nova Scotia, I went to St. Evex University. And... I was the first of my family to actually go to university, so it was a really big thing, and my family had a lot of say in what they thought I should do with my life, Right, and everybody always wanted me to go into, like, the healthcare field, so I was like, I don't want to be a nurse, I don't want to work all those kind of crazy hours was my thing. Calculus math stabbed me in the heart, and there went my career as a doctor, (laughs) (laughs) There went my career as an engineer, yes. So, right? No, not at all. So I had always had a passion for health and food. Like when I was a kid, I didn't eat candy at all. Like when my dad came up from the island, he would always ask if I wanted a treat. And I said, yeah, I'll have a head of lettuce and a bag of carrots. No candy, no nothing. So anyways, that to be said, I went and took a degree in nutrition And my dad actually, when I started university, we knew he had diabetes, but he wouldn't admit it. He wouldn't do anything. So through my whole four-year university, I focused solely on diabetes. Mm -hmm. And when I came out of my nutrition degree, I had no interest in going and doing my internship and becoming a dietitian. I just figured nobody's going to listen to what I have to say about healthy eating. Not based on Canada's food guide, which was drilled into us like Correct. the Bible. Yes. And Heather and I both know how we feel about Canada's food guide, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> yes. 
So um, when I got out of university, I thought, okay, what's this pharmaceutical industry that everybody's talking about? You know, there has to be something there for me because I'm still working with the healthcare industry. Mm-hmm. Went and met with a headhunter and she said, you need business to business experience. Worked for Irving for a couple of years doing the whole sales thing. Went into pharmaceutical sales in diabetes care. Oh, how cool. So I, yep. So I worked my whole 15 years of pharmaceuticals in the diabetes industry. And people can say what they want about the pharmaceutical industry being big, bad. But it saves lives. I as always felt much as it right. can do harm, it saves lives. Right. Like there's everything is good and bad. Right, exactly. Yeah. And people need insulin to live. Insulin has been around for it's been <laughs> around for decades. It's been around. Yeah. And I always really felt good about that and I was extremely passionate about it. Because yeah, my dad lived with type two diabetes and he lived and died of type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. So You know, for me, that was very much a passion and something that kind of followed me through my whole life. And if you want to call it intuition, if you want to call it manifestation, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to call it whatever you will, it definitely served me and my family Mm -hmm. very, very well. I was able to helped my dad a lot, mm-hmm. like when he was well and when he was sick. And that felt really amazing to mm-hmm. me, to mm-hmm. be able to kind of take a step back and say, something guided me here. And I would say a lot of my customers would probably still look at me and say, oh, there's the, the bear lady or the lily lady. Actually got a text message from the physician in Cancel just the other day saying, can I give you a call to talk about diabetes care in Cancel? So, you know, it yeah. still followed me. To this day. To this day, mm-hmm. even though that's not what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. ironically. So if we're to have a, a fun little story, a little segue here into uh, following your intuition, listening to signs, And also going on to talk a bit more about my dad. Actually, kind of a funny story. So the end of my diabetes career, I guess, I was actually working with Diabetes Canada. Mm -hmm. So what was really great about that is I just kind of felt like I'd come full circle. And after leaving the pharmaceutical industry, just so done with the travel and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I took this position and it was more of a fundraising opportunity. So I thought, oh, this is great. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm still able to get those resources for people, really feel like you're doing something good and raising money to help the whole country help fight diabetes. So was doing that. My dad had actually passed away from the complications of diabetes in April. So Not long after he had passed away, I was at a networking event. I was actually working. I was pouring wine with a friend of mine at a wine tasting event. And a couple of very prominent real estate agents in Moncton approached me. And I had actually known them for many years. My business associate now actually used to do the same job as I did in the pharmaceutical industry. Holy full circle, right? (laughs) 
fun. Yeah. Very fun. So they approached me at this event and said, when are you coming to work for us? Interesting, eh? Right? Was no further on my radar at that point. To work real estate. To work real estate at all. Now, you've been somebody who's built a house and, you know, scouted houses, I'm sure, and dreamed. And I'm I'm a mini real estate agent myself because, like, look on MLS, what's that place like? Oh, that person needs a house. This would be perfect for them. Like, (laughs) oh, let's go drive around and look at houses. Like, you know, all those things are fun things that Libras like to do because we like pretty things. Right. We love this. And we We love love making matchmaking things. Exactly. So it was something that you'd never been never thought never of it thought at of all. as a career not as a career Pardon. not as a career at mm-hmm. all so they approached me and said you know when are you coming to work for us jocelyn's looking to have somebody work directly with her i never thought of myself as an entrepreneurial type person okay i've always worked for big companies i've always had a salary mm-hmm. um, cars paid you know like yeah. lived a very charmed um business life very fortunate so the idea of going out on my own and doing something just wasn't there Mm -hmm. but had just just listened to the discussion and and put it in the back of my mind and then a couple weeks later I thought you know what I'll call Jocelyn and we'll just go have lunch catch up old times if nothing else so I called her up and I thought okay let's do this so we were meeting on a Friday at two in the afternoon and I was getting ready to go, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, Dad, I need a sign. I need something. I need to know if, like, what I'm doing is right, wrong, don't know. And just kind of threw it out there and kept getting ready. Went out and got the mail Mm -hmm. just before I was leaving. Mm -hmm. And there is a check in the mailbox from my dad's estate, okay, and Mm -hmm. I'm using air quotes Quotes here here. because we were not going to do anything with any of dad's finances because my mom's still living right and there was no plans to distribute the money but there had just been kind of a lump sum sitting there that wasn't needed so one of my siblings um decided to take that and divide it amongst the kids the kids okay And I got this check in the mail. That check was exactly the amount of money that I would need to get my real estate license and buy a computer to start my journey of self-employment. Right. So I went to this meeting with a little bit more of an open mind. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You just kind of drive away going, are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I understand. I get it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. So anyways, um, went to the meeting with a little bit more of an open mind. Everything Jocelyn was saying to me was just like on point, just resonated with me so much. Mm -hmm. And things that I hadn't even thought about in the back of my head Mm -hmm. and my relationship to real estate, Mm -hmm. you know, my history with it. She had actually listed a house of mine before, so she kind of knew a bit of my history and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it was a really great conversation. Two weeks later, Diabetes Canada downsized (laughs) 25% of their... Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Right? (laughs) 25% of their staff across Canada due to just whatever, which is... Yeah. Yeah. They do stuff. And Kathy was one of those people. 
So on that very day, I can remember sitting there with my boss and she felt so bad. She just, her heart was breaking and I just put my hand on her leg and I went, it's okay. My dad got my back. (laughs) It's okay. I have another opportunity that I'm going to. I was going to have to come and have this conversation with you. Like, this is great. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) And here I am and I could not love it more. Like, I could not love it more. Like, these people so knew the what they were doing. Here? I've been doing real estate now a little bit over a year. year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah, like, and it's, and I have an entrepreneurial spirit. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I think when you're in any sales position, you, you either have it or you don't. Like, you have an internal drive. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Profitability. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. But it's fun, too. I mean, for me, like, my home means everything to me, and it always has. Like, it doesn't need to be the biggest or the best house. It needs to be a sanctuary. It needs to be my place where I go to regroup, to... Mm -hmm. Decompress. Decompress, to... Me, too. Listen, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To listen to what the universe and yourself has to say to yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, for mm-hmm. me to be able to give that to somebody else has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It feels phenomenal to watch somebody walk into their new home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or help them release a home that doesn't oh. serve them anymore. Yeah. That's a little harder. Those are the silver linings that are a bit harder to for me to feel. Mm-hmm. I, I think I know we're probably talking about a... Well, I, a I'm personal talking, scenario there's too. There's a personal scenario. Yeah. But I would say when a situation is done and you're supplying freedom, either financially mm. freedom to somebody that's over purchased or mm. you're providing freedom to a relationship that is no longer in its place of serving the people in the relationship or in the place where the personal situation is about a death in the family that. Yeah. The, the house is no longer part of the family anymore. Those situations, I think you probably would bring, a, you'd bring another side to it because yeah. you've walked some of those places. Definitely. With understanding. <laughs> but that side of it, I would think, is also like supplying a gift, just like supplying somebody a gift of like, okay, here's your sanctuary. Like, I don't know if you feel that or not, but mm. that it's actually... It's actually being the person who needs the household financially, that would be a huge gift, right? The job definitely takes a lot of empathy. And I mean, you've, yes, there's an element of experience there where you've maybe gone through a lot of this stuff and you can say, like, I totally get it. This on so many levels sucks, Mm -hmm. but we're here to get through this together, Mm, you know? Right. And yeah, it definitely takes understanding and it takes intuition as to exactly what that person needs Mm -hmm. at that time. To hear. Yeah. Yeah. You can have all the sales experience in the world and you still have to know, you almost have to be able to feel what's in somebody's heart. Mm -hmm. Are they ready to let the house go? Are they ready? Right. And you need to be okay and not too, too hungry for the 
almighty dollar, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To be able to say, okay, well, maybe it's not your time. Mm -hmm. And I think that can have so much more power with someone and relationship building with a client than it ever can any other time, right? Like it's just that pure... Being able to walk away as human to human. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I'm delighted that you found your space in the world. Mm -hmm. I have. For me, intuition is so much about having faith. And by faith, I don't necessarily mean religion or even a faith in God. It's more like just a faith that somebody or something has your back. Mm -hmm. You know, in this case, I can say my dad, my sister, some of the people that I have in heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, in a lot of cases, it's talking about just the universe in general. Yes, definitely God looking out for me. But it's also just that faith in myself. For sure. Gave a great analogy before. I did. (laughs) Yeah. I said it's right in my name. Um, I feel like a cat. I feel like I can just always land on my feet and whether that comes from listening to my intuition which I definitely do I do on a regular basis I've learned to listen to my body when I ask it questions and I feel I've been able to hone that well you know like we said whether I listen whether I listen or not is (laughs) sometimes irrelevant because I think there's just that faith in knowing that Whatever the heck I choose to do, whether it takes me two steps forward or one back, I'm still going to land on my feet. Yeah. So it's a good feeling. I have to say it's people can call faith whatever you want. But, you know, if you just take a step back and say, what's the worst thing that can happen? Yes. Literally, what's the worst thing that can happen? So you talked about your body talking to you. Is that how you always get your intuition? Um, Or do you get it other ways? I would say the number one thing for me. So I have two spots in my body. And all I have to do is kind of think about doing something or saying something or making a decision. And there's two places where it will hit me. If it hits me in the solar plexus or what some people would call their gut, and it's not like a punch. It's almost like just a little, it's just a little tinge. If I feel it in my solar plexus, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've always listened to that. I've always felt it. I don't know where it came from. It just is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's a bad thing and I shouldn't do it, I will feel it right in my throat, like right where my Adam's apple would be. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I feel that and I still go ahead and do it, I can be 99.9% sure that it's not going to work out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, looky, looky. Surprise. (laughs) But again, there have been many times where I've proceeded with that feeling and yeah. Still okay. It just like I said, I think it takes you that one step back if you've made two forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. or you go the long way as opposed go to the short. long, way. <laughs> long way. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's meander over yeah. here where like, there's more lessons. Okay. How do you want to come back from Fundy? This is always the argument with Brad and I. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I want to go the highway. And he wants to go through Hillsboro. Right. And so not only do you land on your feet, but you've gone from being a cat person to a dog person recently. Oh, my land. Yes. And, and how, was that intuitive? Like, how do you, or was that just based on your environment changing? They're totally different beings. Oh, my God, are they ever. So Leroy, whom anyone who knows me. Knows Leroy. Knows Leroy. It's like Kathy and Leroy were in the same sentence Always. often. Yes. Yes, we were together for almost 20 years. He was an entity all his own. I don't know where his little spirit came from, but oh my God, thank yeah. God it did. Siamese. Yeah. Walked through life with you. Yeah. He was with me every step of the way. He was like my, my best little buddy. And I brought him, God love him, into a home with two golden retrievers at a, you know, the latest phase of my life. Yes. And he championed. He did well, but he was 19, and it was his time to go. Mm -hmm. And I just, for me, think there will never be another Leroy. Mm -hmm. There can never be another cat energy in my world again because, I don't know, I think he was just the epitome for me. Mm -hmm. So I still have these two beautiful golden retrievers who have their own wonderful personalities, and then I still felt like I needed a little animal. So we got a little Shih Tzu named Oliver, who is... Um, he's joy in fur. Joy in fur. He <laughs> really, really is. So yeah, I think, uh, I think those dogs were definitely brought into my life. You know, you go back to that idea of family. And for a good 10 years, I tried to have a family. I tried to have kids, tried to have kids on my own, um, wasn't in the cards, tried every possible means you can imagine mm -hmm. to have a baby and just, again, wasn't meant to be. And even struggled with that psychologically for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's like it was a big failure, mm -hmm. was the one thing that I had failed at. And sitting here now at 46 years old, knowing it's never going to happen and realizing it didn't have to mm -hmm. you know hindsight eh? right it's powerful yeah because those three little dogs I, I mean they have their own individual personalities they sure do like kids do right yes, you've met absolutely. them like they're every dog right own thing yeah it's own um, personality they're interactive. They're unconditional love. Like, yeah. I know there's lots of people who say, until you've had kids, you don't get it. And your right. animal is not your child. Right. But no. I don't have that no. relativity and I don't need it. Me neither. Right. Yeah. And I'm not diminishing a person's relationship, lifelong relationship with their kids. Like, oh, God, I, no. I, I don't think I could do it. I Now I know I, I couldn't. Could. Yeah. No. And there's peace in that. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. There's peace in knowing what you're supposed to be doing. I think I'm supposed to be part of the village. And the village is needing people just as much as as people need to be parents in my world. So There you um, go. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And you were part of our village, right? Yeah. yeah.
I mean, there's fur villages and there's right? human villages. Yeah. Absolutely. Heather, uh, Heather stayed with our dogs so we could go on our very first collective vacation together. <laughs> right. Yes. Because of yeah. said kids. <laughs> Correct. Well, and it's dogs are a responsibility that cats aren't in the same sense, mm-hmm. depending on the health of the cat. And depending on the connection the cat has with their human, mm-hmm. totally different relationship than having children. But I think the ultimate responsibility of having children, I just don't think I I could do that in a healthy, productive way for myself or the kid because I just get too invested, I think. You know, I do think that you adapt beautifully to life, you know, and, you know, I think, again... Like a cat landing on your feet. I think mm-hmm. if it was brought to you, you would do it and you would excel at it. But when you look back and think, oh, this is so much simpler. <laughs> the dogs sleep through the night religiously. Yes. And I look at working mothers, especially mothers who do what I do right. in real estate. Mm. I have so much respect for how they juggle their time. Absolutely. And how they do so well. Incredible. And I've always felt that way, even in pharma when we were traveling so mm-hmm. much and stuff. Like, these women are Wonder Woman to yeah. me. Parents who parent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Parents who work, like, hats off. Hats off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for today. So was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time. Woohoo! Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community. <laughs>